You know, as we wrap up this year, it's really a cool thing to be able to be a part of a church with such talented people in a lot of different areas. Uh, working back with the kids and, and working back in our booth and youth and group leaders. Uh, but our band on a, on a routine basis leads us in worship in just such a powerful way. And so we're privileged to be able to have them be a part of this online service. Uh, but today as we wrap up the year, I just want to give us a specific challenge as we look forward to what 2018 has uh, to offer for us. Back when I was a youth pastor, prior to being lead pastor at Ridgepoint Church, I had a chance, it was quite a few years ago, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, uh, I had a student who was part of our youth group, and he kind of had graduated and was moving on to, to bigger and better things, and yet we had kind of kept the relationship up. We were just become good friends. And at some point, his life had just stagnated. Now, he had come from a difficult position in life, and, and he made some amazing choices, and he really had seen life change take place. And yet he got to a point in his life where everything had just kind of become very stagnant and stale. And he was looking for a change of pace. He was looking for something different. And I could kind of see it in his life. I could see just kind of how uh, for maybe a period of a couple of months or even close to a year, it just seemed like he had uh, become disillusioned with where he was at. And he was looking for that change. And so he came to me after, again, that, that season of, of life. And he came and he said, I think I need to make a change. And I think the change is going to involve me moving to a different part of the country. And I remember like having that conversation with him. I remember distinctly that day having that conversation. And I understood entirely where he's coming from. I think any one of us, when we get to a spot in life where it seems like life gets stale, uh, making a small change can mean a world of difference, let alone making a huge change like moving across the country. And maybe you've experienced that before. Maybe it's been something like uh, you're at work and you want to clean your desk a little bit. And, and that way you walk, you walk into the office uh, on a Monday morning, it feels a little more fresh. Or, or maybe like my wife, you like to move furniture around the living room. And then when you walk in, it gives that very new feel. Now, none of us necessarily like the process of getting there, but the outcome of it we really, really enjoy. So he was looking for a change like that. He was looking for a change that, man, I want to walk into life and feel more excited about life and feel excited about living. And I understood that entirely. And yet here's what I also knew about him. Even though he'd had this rough childhood and things hadn't always gone the way that he wanted, he'd made some significant changes, and yet still the biggest challenge that he faced was inside of himself. And if he moved across the country, he was taking his biggest challenge with him. And so I challenged him at that point. I said, you know, I understand entirely your desire to move and, and uproot and, and make some changes, and I'm with you. I understand that, that, that push in your life. Uh, however, if, if you don't change some things about your life now before you move, you're going to get to this new place in life and still encounter some of the very same challenges that you're facing now. I say that as we launch into 2018, because for a lot of us, we are going to sit down at some point if we haven't already done so, maybe later today, and I would challenge you to do this. I would challenge you to be intentional about making some changes in 2018. And, and the, the way we make those changes is by maybe going and writing those things down in the next couple of hours. Maybe you have some free time, off work and all those things. Uh, to be able to write down where are some areas that you want to grow. Maybe it is, I want to spend some more time with my family this year than I did last year. Uh, maybe I want to make sure, maybe you have children that are young and I want to make sure I'm, I'm really capitalizing on this opportunity and making that a priority in my life. Maybe there are financial goals that you've set. Maybe it's uh, relational goals in some aspect of your life. Or, or maybe hopefully some of that at least is, is a spiritual goal. I want to talk today about how do we go from intention to 
to reality? How do we go from writing these things down and saying at the end of 2017, I want to make sure that by the end of 2018, certain things have been realized. And I want to talk about how we go from intention to reality. And to do that, I want to share a little bit of scripture this morning as we look in, in, in Matthew's gospel. This is Jesus' teaching. And it is actually after he's already entered Jerusalem. This is the final week of his life. So he's already had a bunch of teaching. He's had a lot of stuff that's taken place. He's had what is called the triumphal entry at the beginning of Matthew chapter 21. He's entered Jerusalem the week of his, his death. And so he's already had a a massive amount of teaching behind him. And we know for sure that up until that point, the people who've been leading the charge and and bringing charges against him and ultimately having him arrested and and killed are, are the Pharisees. And in this particular instance, he's teaching to the Pharisees and he's teaching to these religious leaders. And and he says this, he he begins with this, this parable and he says, what do you think? A man had two sons. And he went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he, the first son answered, said, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and he went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And the the second son answered and said, I go, sir, but did not go. And then he asked this question of the Pharisees that are gathered around him. He says, which of the two did the will of his father? They said, being the Pharisees said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. Now Jesus, when he gets in this teaching, just at the outset, he says, here's the main thrust of this teaching. The main thrust was that the religious people who should have taken note of who Jesus was, he says, John came to you and told you who I was, and yet you didn't want to believe him. And yet the the tax collectors and the prostitutes and and the people that were really, really irreligious, they're the ones who responded. And so at the core of Jesus' teaching, I don't want to get away from that, because at the core of Jesus' teaching is this idea that it's often the people who are not religious, the people who didn't grow up going to church, who really intimately fall in love with Jesus. Maybe you're not a part of Rich Point Church and someone shared this video and, and you say, well, I'm, I'm going to check it out and see it's only a couple of minutes. I can devote a couple of minutes of my time. First of all, thank you for checking it out. I know that our, our time is limited and we're having a chance to hang out with family and friends this week. But I, w- I want to let you know that if that's where you're at, if you say, man, I wouldn't darken the door of a church and that's not really who I am, Jesus surrounded himself with people just like you. And so I never want to get away from the core purpose of Jesus telling this parable of the two sons. But even as that's the core message and Jesus says, I have surrounded myself with people who are not religious. I think one of the challenges that we face as churches today is we have a tendency to surround ourselves with people who are religious. And yet Jesus is most close, personal, intimate relationships is with those people who would choose not to be religious. But despite that being the main purpose, I think there's a secondary message that Jesus has for us today. And the secondary message is a message of intention versus reality. One of my favorite pastors, he's also an author, his name's Andy Stanley. He wrote a book a while back called The Principle of the Path. And in The Principle of the Path, his big idea is that direction not intention, determines destination. I'm going to say that again. Direction, not intention, determines destination. 
And what he means by that is that we set out at the beginning of 2018 and we say there are certain things that we want to accomplish this year. Intention is necessary. We can't get away from that. I'll get to that in just a second. We want to have intention. But if I set out at the beginning of 2018 and I say, here are the things that I want to list out, but there's never any direction in my life to see those things come to fruition, then I'm never going to accomplish any of those things that I set out to do. You see, I think sometimes the way we approach life is, is we start to write out goals for next year. And it's really easy when it's sitting here on December 31st to say, man, January 1st, I'm going to change my eating habits. January 1st, I'm going to start exercising more. January 1st, I'm going to take time out for friends and family. And I'm going to start to donate to this cause. And I'm going to start to volunteer in this area because we think in the future, I'll be able to deal with it. But, but modern day me doesn't have to deal with the baggage associated with that. And we take our biggest problems with us going into next year. So what I challenge you right now before we even begin the next year, to do a couple of things. First of all, have intentionality. A lot of us, we say, well, I wanna get better in a specific area, and if I get better when it comes to my health, or if I get better when it comes to my finances, or if I can get better when it comes to my relationships, those aren't very specific goals. I would challenge you as, as, as much as I can over the course of the next several hours, write out some very specific goals. What are your goals when it comes to your health? What are things you want to accomplish this year when it comes to your family? What are some things you want to accomplish this year when it comes to your finances? What are some things you want to accomplish this year when it comes to your spiritual growth? Listen, for some of us, it might be as simple as, I really want to get more serious about reading my Bible, and so I want to read my Bible. I want, I want to read the Bible full all the way through this year, or I want to make sure I read so many books, or I want to make sure I read on a daily basis. But set, set some very specific goals when it comes to our spiritual growth. Maybe it's this is the year I'm going to set up a, a prayer list of things I'm going to pray for on a daily basis, or I'm going to uh, find an accountability partner. So list those goals in a very specific way. Intention alone does not determine our destination, but intentional planning is necessary for us to begin to make those steps. Maybe for you it is a physical goal, and you say, this year I want to enact this sort of, of eating plan or this sort of of, of maintenance on, on my body. I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm working out or, or just eating right or whatever that looks like for you. Or maybe there's some habits that you have to remove and you say, man, this year by February 1st, I want to make sure I've eliminated these things from my life. Be, be very intentional about setting goals. But then maybe even more important than intentionality is to have the direction that's necessary. Moving from intentionality in my life, having certain intentions in my life, to having that direction, to say, I know that I want to accomplish these things. See, in the story that we read, the second son, I think a lot of us can identify with the second son. He says, I'm going to do it, Dad. I got it. You have, you have a specific task for me. And he went to this other son, and the other son said, I go, sir. I'm going to take care of it. He told his, he told his son, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. And the first son says, I'm not going to do it, but he goes and does it. The second son, I believe fully, that was his intent. He says, Dad, I'm going to go. I'm going to take care of that. But for one reason or another, it never happens. Now, if you're a parent of a teenager or if you've been a teenager, you've probably found yourself in a similar scenario in the past. You tell your son or daughter, make sure you get your room clean today or make sure you take the garbage out. And they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it. But then life kind of intervenes and life gets in the way. My fear for us going into 2018 is that we have intentions to, to get better. We have intentions to make improvements in our life. 
But pretty soon life is going to get in the way. You see, we sit here today on the verge of 2018, and 2018 is a clean slate. In 2018, that hasn't happened yet. Now, if you're watching this later on in the week, that might be a different story. But for us right now, as we're watching this live on December 31st, so far, 2018 hasn't happened. There's been no sin. There's been no mistakes. There's been no pain. Uh, on our part, there's, there's been no sickness. It's a, it's a wide open, a clean slate. Now, give it a couple of hours or a couple of days, and that story is going to change. But right now, there's so much of a clean slate in front of us that's not yet been written on. And so we got to set out right now to say, before this even begins, I want there to be intentionality on my part. I want there to be direction on my part that I can begin to make the change and not bring my biggest problems with me going into the next year. And for many of us, the biggest problems aren't stuff that somebody else is doing. It's stuff that either we're doing that we have to get rid of, or it's stuff that we've allowed to affect us in such a profound way that we're not being the best version of ourselves that we can be. And so I want to set out this year because Rich Point Church, I want to share something with you. And if you're not a part of Rich Point Church, we want to invite you to be a part of this. Beginning next year, we're going to talk a whole lot about this idea of movement. In fact, the first series is going to be all about movement. But I believe this, and we have to get this. Most of us would say right now where we're at, the one thing I long for most in our world is a genuine movement of God. I want to see God move and change, and, and life is so difficult. I want to see something different out of my life. I want to see something that's real. And we want to see God move. But I want us to understand as we talk about movement that movement begins with me. Now, I know what you're thinking is that movement actually begins with God, and that's true. But here's what I've discovered, and here's what the next series is going to be about, is this idea that we all want to see God move in our city. We want to see God transform our culture and yet we've never really opened up margin in our life for God to begin to work on us. And I can't worry about the city and, and culture if I've not prayed and said, God, what do you have for me? And so for us to get there right now, we have to deal with whatever God is, is hitting us in the face with. And so a prayer for you as you wrap up 2017 is, is to pray, say, God, what is it about my life that I don't need to take with me into 2018? And remove that from where I'm at right now. Would you pray with me? Father, first of all, I thank you for the miracle of modern technology that we can gather together in our homes and maybe in other places where the internet is accessible and be able to watch sermons and videos and, and have so much great, great content that's out there. God, I thank you for the people who have taken time to watch this video. And I pray that as we get ready to launch in 2018, uh, God, that you'd give us a desire to, to be the very best version of ourselves that we can be. Uh, God, not that we deserve it, but there's grace that's given through Jesus and we cling to that today. God, for people who are hurting, who are broken, I pray that the next couple of hours of 2017 would be a chance for those, those hurts to be healed. Uh, God, be with us, meet with us, let your spirit work on us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.